Welcome back to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so happy to have you here. This is part two of my conversation with the lovely Jess and Alex Carey. In part one, we were talking about what pride tells us and how we should be real about messy things in our lives and not pretend like we have it all together because we are bound to argue in our marriage. I like that Jess and Alex talk about having passionate conversations. So good. Um, So in part two, they're going to dive deeper into how to resolve conflict in a God-centered way, which one of you lovely listeners asked about. So definitely stick around and listen to the whole episode because they end with some awesome practical tips that you can just really put into practice this week. They also do something really fun and original in this episode, and it involves using Jess's prior acting skills. I just am so grateful to Jess and Alex for sharing their advice and just drawing on their 13 years of marriage. They're such a beautiful example of marriage and just all around awesome people. I know you're going to enjoy hearing more from them. Definitely connect with them on Instagram. Jess is at Jess underscore Carrie AZ. Alex is at Alex Carrie AZ. And you can check out Jess's blog, conflictcourage.com. Okay. Without further ado, enjoy the episode, friends. Yeah, it does. And, um, and I think I like what you said about just being able to be real about things and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole idea of we're going to have perfect kids, like that's just not real. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing is with marriage. Um, you know, we're going to have this perfect marriage and, oh, we don't fight. So I think, you know, everybody argues if you take Mm -hmm. two people, they're just different. They think differently and then take, you know, a man and a woman, put them in a small house together, see what happens. You know, they're going to argue it's normal. It's fine. And I think the, the difference though is, and I love that one of my listeners asked this, They asked, you know, how do you fight in a God-centered way? So I think that's the difference as Christians, as believers in Jesus, we, you know, have to do things differently, right? Like we are called to be different, to be set apart. And so, you know, we are going to argue in our marriages. It's just a fact. We are going to disagree. But here's the part where God comes in. And I'd love to hear, you know, your practical tips, your top three to five practical tips for really resolving conflicts that come up in marriage in an effective, loving, and God-centered way. Yeah, uh, great question. Uh, I love uh, practicality. Uh, And so I love being able to walk away with something that says, okay, now I know how I can do something or what I can do the next time it happens. So I appreciate the question. So I I will, Mm -hmm. I'll start with saying, you know, um, with the hardest one and the hardest one to do is in the middle of a fight or maybe in the beginning of the fight um, is to stop and pray for each other. It's really, really, really hard to be upset with someone and to offend them following a prayer. And so mm-hmm. if at the end of the day, what you're trying to accomplish is a common outcome, then God should be a part of that discussion. And so your arguments should, should change from a, a, a yelling match to more of a, a, a discussion. And so mm-hmm. um, we, we do that. Uh, we're not perfect, so we don't do it every time. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, but if you can remember in the heat of the moment to stop, hold the hand of your spouse if you can, and actually pray, oh man, it changes the fight. It changes the argument <laughs> in a really, really, really cool and exciting way. Yeah. 
And just remember, like, don't be praying like, Lord, change his mind. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, pray for you to, you know, to come to resolution, to see truth, to speak truth. You know, those are the types of prayers that you want to pray in the heat of the moment. Um, although it is very tempting to, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, Stephanie, I totally have prayed that prayer. I'm like, and Lord Jesus, just impact my husband's mind right now to see that I am right. <laughs> yes, that sounds like a prayer I'd make. <laughs> one, one of the other things is, is really, I said this earlier, but choosing your battles. I can't tell you how important that is. It's, it's essential in marriage, it's one of the first things that I, uh, I will bring up to a couple is, is this really worth fighting? Is it, is this really the hill that you want to die on right now? Is it's, it, you guys cannot move forward as a family until you find out who's going to be right or wrong on this topic. And so I think that just helps, uh, understand the, the, the importance of the argument Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's just one, a, a real simple, easy way, something you can say to yourself and say, is this a battle? Is this a battle that's worth fighting? And, and the practical question that follows that Stephanie is, does this matter in a week? Mm-hmm. Does this mm-hmm. matter in three years? Does this matter in 10 years? And if mm-hmm. the answer isn't yes to almost all three of those questions, it's a good possibility that you should just let it go. And move on. Mm-hmm. That is practical. And I love yeah. that. <laughs> so one of the other tips that I, the practical tips that I love is come with solutions and a desired outcome. Don't have the expectation that your spouse can read your mind and knows exactly what you want and how that's going to look at, you know, to make you happy in this situation. So it's like, come specifically what is the issue and why are you upset about it? And then what can your spouse change or do in order to remedy that situation? You know, so if you're not coming with solutions, you're just coming with complaints. And honestly, that's not the purpose of conflict. The purpose of conflict is actually to improve the overall situation, to improve your marriage, to improve your family, your community, whatever. So don't just come with a complaint, come with some, some, some specific resolutions. Mm, That's very helpful. Yeah. So next, if, um, if you're good with practical tips, I thought it'd be kind of fun. We sort of Mm -hmm. chatted about this before, um, you know, role-playing an argument and just giving people just in, you know, pretending, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, how you actually use your conflict resolution skills Mm -hmm. that you um, learned over the years and just like kind of an example of how to quote fight well or you know argue in a god-centered way um sure. yeah <laughs> and since uh, you were an actress I feel like <laughs> this is perfect for you <laughs> sure let's see what do I want to fight about today mm. <laughs> well since Alex and I are still actively married we have the opportunity to fight often um and we don't like to call them fights we like to call them passionate conversations <laughs> Ooh, I like that okay that's gonna be my new term yeah. for it it's a, it's a nice way to say we we still discuss heated topics, which is good. Um, so yeah, so 
in fact, it was yesterday. We we had a play fight, to be fair. Um, and when I say play fight, it's laced with a ton of humor, even though there is some level of, hey, there's some frustration in this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not worth a, an all out, you know, let's sit down and pray over each other because this is really bothering me. Um, so just keep that in mind, listeners. This is not one of those um, battles that I would necessarily choose, but it'll give you an idea of how we talk to each other. So Alex, um, could you please, I, I have asked you to take the laundry upstairs, but I just don't mean put it in the basket in the room. Could you actually put the clothes in the drawers that they belong in? Um, sure. I'm happy to do that. If it's okay with you, I'd love to finish um, this email. Okay. That's, uh, so you're just going to finish that email, right? We're not going to, we're not talking about like the work email till 10 o'clock at night is, am I, I just sure. want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. Sure. Just that email and then we can put it away. Is there a reason why you need this basket up there in the next 10 minutes? Uh, y- yes and no. We are having dinner guests later. And for me, for peace of mind, for me, I just want to know that it's like done and I, it's like out of the way and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to feel rushed when the, someone knocks at the door and there's still piles of laundry sitting out. That's all. I totally understand. So I promise you that I will get this done. I will bring this basket up. If it's that important to you, I will bring it up. Um, before we have guests, I just need to finish this email, probably do a couple other things. But if it's okay with you, I will I will do this um, as soon as I'm done with this and it will be done before people walk in. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fair. And not just upstairs, in the drawers, like everything like put away. Just in case anybody comes up the staircase and they're like peeking into bedrooms or whatever, that it looks tidy. Is that cool? If if it's if it's that important to you, <laughs> sure, I can get that done. It is that important to me. Sure. <laughs> and I know you love me, so you're going to do it, right? Sure, yes. Okay, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> there you go. So That's awesome. <laughs> so I think what's, what's important on that is is really, you know, um, understanding where she's coming from, understanding why it's important for me. It's the furthest thing from my head. Although if I saw my wife going up the stairs, carrying this big basket, that's full of clothes, it would bother me because I don't want her to have to carry that. So it would probably, I'm actually almost internally happy that she asked me and then I have the opportunity to do it. But at the same time, I don't want to disrupt my headspace from what I'm working on. And mm-hmm. so the goal is to get that basket up into the room and the clothes in the drawers mm-hmm. um, in the right time, but also for me to finish finish my stuff, if that makes sense. Makes so much sense. And the funny thing about that example is that I think I can relate to that in my marriage. I think a lot of listeners can relate because I think oftentimes either the woman asks or the man asks, and it's like, can you do X? And there's this request, but you don't kind of explain the backstory of like, well, we have guests coming and we want it to look nice. And what if they go in the room? So I think that is so helpful because I think so often we, as married couples, just kind of think like, oh, well, they get it. Of course, like Mm -hmm. this is obvious, right? Like we don't want laundry here, but like really spelling it out and explaining it and that like very specific communication of this is why 
then it doesn't feel like some empty, silly request. It's like, oh, okay, well, this would help my my spouse be less stressed and, you know, they want the house to look nice for guests. So then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, so that that was a really helpful example. Thank you. And I think you landed on something, Stephanie, that's really useful. It's like your spouse may not feel that that request is important. It mm-hmm. may be, like, like Alex said, it's the furthest thing from his mind, you know, but as a spouse, you want to honor them. You want to come alongside them in things that are important to them. So then it's like, I need to be willing to explain the why behind the ask. And then Alex needs to be willing to say, okay, well, it doesn't really matter to me, but if it'll make her happy or if it'll make her feel less stressed, then I want to do that. I want to alleviate some of that burden. And that's having a godly heart for your spouse. You know, you may not agree with the importance or the level of it, Mm -hmm. but you're willing to to go above and beyond to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. And then, you know, just to kind of wrap things up and just um, you know, pretty, put a pretty bow on, on this conversation, which is so fun and exciting. And I want to keep talking um, because I just am so inspired by you, both of you. And I just love the beautiful example of marriage you give and, and just that it's real and it's, you know, something you're working on, but it's also something that, you know, you're allowing God to work on. And I just love seeing marriages that are God-centered. So anyway, I digress. Um, So just to kind of wrap this up, um, you know, what can our listeners do this week? Something to put into practice in their marriage, because I love practical tips. I love like a key takeaway or just like a just one action item for someone to put into practice after they listen to this episode and just to really, you know, have better, let's call them passionate conversations. Um, so yeah, what's your, your biggest takeaway for, for the listeners? Yeah. Uh, I'll take this one because this is something, uh, so I've, I've been in sales, uh, pretty much my entire career. And one of the things that, uh, I have learned over the years is a, a method of, called uh, active listening. And active listening is actually um, ensuring that you're hearing the other person correctly. And as we all know, uh, men are speaking Martian and women are speaking, uh, what is it? Venetian. Venetian. <laughs> uh, men yeah. are from Mars, uh, women are from Venus. And so um, it's important to, uh, and, and a, one of a, an example of active listening is, um, you know, an example is something like, uh, if I understand you correctly, what you're asking me to do is take the basket upstairs. So that's all I heard was if I understand is taking the basket upstairs, but actually she articulated it again and said, no, not just the basket upstairs, but the clothes in the drawers. So, oh, I got it. So if I if, just so make sure I have this the right thing, you want the basket upstairs and the clothes in the drawers and that's it, correct? That's a way of make, ensuring that what you've heard is actually what the other person spoke. Mm-hmm. And um, I have found that to be tremendously helpful in our marriage, um, not only in sales, but um, uh, you, you, I remember I got out of a class where we were actually doing this exercise and I came home and I started uh, using it on Jess and she <laughs> was starting to get pretty upset because I, I was, was like, why are you being so weird? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Why are you repeating everything I'm saying? Yes, it's so awkward. Like, what do you mean? That is exactly what I just said. Why are you saying that? But this this method of confirming, just repeating back what you heard and clarifying, it's really clarifying. And Mm -hmm. so doing that actually helps you to modify your communication pattern. So for example, these are the, these are the phrases that your listeners should adopt. They should say, if I hear you correctly, you are saying, and then fill in the blank, whatever it is, or could you, could you explain that another way is a, is another way that you can get them to Mm -hmm. repeat themselves in order for you to get that clarifying and this is so biblical, Stephanie. It's James 1.19 says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So mm-hmm. as we as couples learn to listen and clarify what we're hearing, then we're actually going to be able to come to resolutions in a lot, a lot quicker and in a lot more healthy way. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that verse. I was just reading over that this week. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and if people want to, you know, you can Google active listening skills, activities, there's a bunch out there, but Mm -hmm. that way of, of participating in a conflict will dramatically reduce even the tension because you're being heard, you know, you're, if you both are participating and saying, okay, I understand that you're angry because I came home late. Is that right? And then the spouse might say, no, I, I mean, yes, I'm angry that you came home late tonight, but I'm actually angry because you come home late every night, right? So then we have now, now it's actually they're upset because there's a pattern of tardiness, you know? And it helps, what it does is it helps get to the root of the problem, right? Right. The, the, most of the time when we're getting angry, when, when someone is expressing anger or frustration, whatever, it's usually not in the heat of the moment. It's usually something that's built up over, over time. And so I can't believe you're getting so upset over me bringing up a basket. Well, that's actually not the problem. The problem is that I never bring the basket up and that she feels that I don't see that as important and that she, that, that she feels that I expect her to do it every time. That's the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so by active listening in, or, or even having the effort to actually um, try and figure that out, understand what she's, why she's actually frustrated or why she's asking me to actually have the the energy to try and figure that out is a step in the right direction. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. That is great advice. Very practical. Thank you. And how can people, you know, get to know both of you more and connect with you and um, maybe learn a little bit more about Jess. You have your fabulous book we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just also like the two of you as a couple and and what you do for, for couples in conflict. Yeah, sure. I, um, so there, I'm the content uh, director for a blog called conflictcourage.com. And so we often post, you know, lots of things about healthy conflict resolution on there. And it stems from, you know, my marriage and other people's lives as well. So you can check out conflictcourage.com. And then Alex and I both are on Instagram. You're welcome to tag us, you know, um, send us questions, like whatever. So I'm Jess underscore Carrie AZ and Alex is Alex Carrie AZ. Fabulous. Thank you both for your time. 
Yeah. Thank you, Stephanie. It was great. Yeah. Really fun. Nice, nice getting to chat with you. Thank you. Yes. You're so welcome. So good, right? I'm so grateful to Jess and Alex again. And thank you for being here, friends. May your marriages be blessed. Bye for now.